beautiful morning. Aloha to everyone. God bless you all. This is Bear Wozniak and I'm coming to you from Waikiki Beach. I've been just having some of my morning prayer time and also studying uh, Dante's Divine Comedy. I'm reading the chapters now, the cantos on paradise, on heaven. And that's what we, that's what we all long for. The Word of God and His breath are at origin are at the origin of the being and the life of every creature. Now, creature, philosophically, and is means anything that's created. So a rock, for example, is a creature. Um, this coffee mug is a creature. But here it says anything that has its being um, and life. So a rock doesn't have life, but it has being, it exists. It belongs to the Holy Spirit. That's from Galatians. That, that last one, by the way, is from, um, oh, there's many scriptural reference, references. This one is from the Byzantine liturgy. That's the Eastern Church. It belongs to the Holy Spirit to rule, sanctify, and animate creation. For he is God, consubstantial with the Father and the Son. Power over life pertains to the Holy Spirit. For being God, he preserves creation in the Father through the Son. So creation isn't something that is made. Aloha, Jane. Good to have you here. If you're here, say aloha to everybody and where you where you are right now. Uh, creation, there is a religion that says God is the great architect. That would be the Masons, the, the great enemies of the Catholic Church that try so hard to infiltrate and damage the church. They don't, they use that kind of compass type thing that you use when you're making architectural drawings. God isn't an architect, isn't, isn't, is much more than an architect. He didn't, doesn't make things in the sense that he takes things and makes them into other things. He creates something out of nothing. Praise God. He's much more than just a maker. He's a creator. Hi, yeah, Jane, it's about... Well, it's always the same temperature here, so I would say it's probably about 76 or 77 this morning. It'll get up to 84. So about twice as warm as where you are right now. I know you love the seasons, though, there in Indiana. God fashioned man with his own hands. That is, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, when God created man, he created the earth, and then he made man from the mud, right? And he made woman from the rib of Adam. That's why men are like they are. Men are more earthy because we're made out of mud. Women are more highly distilled. They come from the rib of the man. But there's two things, that Dante even talks about this, how there are two things that way that God makes things. Some things he, he makes uh, through an intermediary. For example, a baby is made in two ways. It's uh, made through the intermediary of the mother and father uh, conceiving that child. But God also inter acts and creates directly the soul of that child at the moment of conception. That's the unique dignity of, of man. So at the moment of, uh, of, of, of someone being conceived, the parents do that. But God simultaneously, excuse me, creates that unique human soul that is, uh, that is, uh, joined uh, with that body, will be separated at death, 
and then rejoined at the resurrection of the dead. And that body and soul will live forever, either in hell or in heaven. So God fashioned a man with his own hands, that is, the Son and the Holy Spirit, the hands of God, and impressed his own form on the flesh he had fashioned in such a way that even what was visible might bear the divine form. So in that way, this is St. Irenaeus. He is um, a great bishop from Lyon, France, in the year uh, about 150 AD. He was writing against the Gnostic heresy. The Gnostics then and now believe that the human body is evil. And so they have, they either despise that body and say it, it shouldn't eat or procreate, or because the, the soul and the body are separate, they say the body can go have sex and, 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 and uh, pursue its passions. It doesn't matter because it's separated from the soul. Both are false. The human body, even the human body is impressed with the, um, with the, with the glory and the image of God. So we are like an icon. The human body is, is in of itself like a sacrament, you know, representing uh, God's way. Although God doesn't have eyeballs, he sees everything, right? Although God doesn't have ears, he communicates and listens and, and even says to us, my people don't hear me. Um, he has a mouth. He doesn't have a physical mouth, but he, but, he, but he speaks and his will is done. So in that sense, the human intellect, the spiritual, rational soul of a human being that has this dignity that it can choose, it can discover, it can ask, it can decide, it can will, and it can act, which is all part of God's divine nature. Like a dog... Um, has in its in its in its nature to to be faithful and to love, right? Most most dogs do, um, but that's in their nature. It's instinctual. Where man has a choice whether to lay down their life or not. It's it's it's, it's an act of will to, to really love to really truly love. Disfigured by sin and death, man remains in the image of God, in the image of the Son, but is deprived of the glory of God. We're uh, Pride of the glory of God of his likeness. So we are made in God's image. So we're in his image, but we're not very much like him when we sin, of course, right? Or in our fallen nature. I have a son that looks like me. He's in my image, but he isn't like me. He's very unique. He's different. He's, he has a different nature. And in so that way, we're made in God's image and likeness, but we're not very much like him anymore more since the fall of man. But there is something in us. You know, I love this this room over here, right over here. This is part of my library. Why do I feel at home, most at home when my books are all around me? Why do I love that? Because um, as, as, uh, as Dante said, and I believe it was um, uh, Aquinas that said, the truth likes to, truth, man by his very nature, likes to sit in his den and that den is truth there's a seeker in us for truth and we feel most comfortable in our den you know I, better than maybe even at our dinner table right after the dinner table we sit in the den we read it we start a fire we get a good book and we read why because we love truth we feel most at home when we're in the midst of truth and Aquinas said doubt is the most is an important part of discovery 
doubt is the one is the thing that asks the question that finds the truth and so we go deeper with God so it's okay to doubt uh, but it, but you don't just leave it there then you pursue wonderful books like the Catholic Catechism and you go deeper and you go deeper in truth and and Aquinas said that if there wasn't such a thing as truth we wouldn't desire truth so um, there's a seeker in us for truth we want to know you know how they make how they made this coffee cup we want to know how they make coffee we want to know all kinds of little truths, but we also have a quest in our heart for the real truth. The thing is, is ultimately you'll discover that truth isn't some thought or ideology. Truth is actually a person. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So person, truth is actually a person and it's Jesus Christ. So disfigured by sin and death, man remains in the image of God, in the image of the Son, but is deprived of the glory of God, or deprived of his likeness. The promise made to Abraham inaugurates the economy of salvation, at the culmination of which the Son himself will assume that image, the image of man, and restore it in the Father's likeness by giving again its glory. The Spirit who is the giver of life. That's the glory of God is the Spirit. Against all human hope, God promises descendants to Abraham. Remember, Abraham was old. His wife was old, past childbearing age. His name was Abram. Her name was Sarai. And when he said, you will have a children, they both laughed. And that ha-ha is where you get the Abraham and the Sarah instead of Abram and Sarah. God put a haha in their names. <laughs> I think haha is a universal word. Good morning, Dan Barda. Aloha. Against all human hope, God promises descendants to Abraham as the fruit of faith and the power of the Holy Spirit. In Abraham's progeny, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. This progeny, this progeny will be Christ himself, in whom the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. And so we see that in the great diaspora of the, of the Hebrew nation throughout the world uh, being gathered to Christ, but also the diaspora of those of us who are Gentiles being gathered to this, this Hebrew man, Jesus Christ, in whom the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. God commits himself by his own solemn oath. Remember, the Holy Spirit, one of the symbols is the seal, the seal of the promise. God makes a covenant with us that we can't hold him to, but God cannot lie. And so he holds himself to, the, to his oath, to giving his beloved son and the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee, right? When you write a contract, there's a guarantee. Jesus is that guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. What does that mean? What is this full, full inheritance that we have from Jesus? Um, you know, uh, a testament is something that we, one of the things a testament is, is something like the last will and testament is something that only takes place when someone dies. And Jesus' death means that we receive an inheritance and his life guarantees that he'll make sure it happens. Love you guys. Have a beautiful 
I always, you know, I don't watch pro football. You got to make a choice in life. And I just love college football. So I have a good college football day tomorrow. My son Jeremiah is going to compete in a golf tournament tomorrow. I'm going to go by there in the morning early, watch the tee off, and then watch some college football. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And, uh, and have a beautiful uh, Sunday uh, seeking, seeking the Lord. Makainoa Okamakua Kekeki Ame Keuhana Hemalele. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Aloha.